Hey, it's M of Two Girls Shooting the Shit with M and Mo. Thank you for tuning in to this episode where we talk about generational trauma as it applies to women. In this episode, we break down a TED Talk where Tracy Ellis Ross discusses a story that we all probably can relate to. We also touch on feminism and the Salem Witch Trials, and we also share experiences and behaviors that Mo and I know of that most women have in common across age and race spectrums. Um, as always, join us on Instagram Live Tuesday nights, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, where we break down that week's episode and shoot the shit a little bit. Hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you Tuesday. Something along the lines, I mean, just from history, tells a little girl to be careful, tells a mm-hmm. teenage girl watch out when you're walking and no one has to explicitly say anything to you. It's not like we get a talk. Sometimes you yeah. do, maybe you do, but there is a feeling almost predator prey like yes. that lets you know in your DNA, I have to protect myself in this situation. Hey, Mo, how are you today? All right. How you doing? Okay. 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 Got some energy from, I don't know. Good. Yes. (laughs) I got some, put some soy milk in my, damn, put some soy milk in my coffee (laughs) and it's all cold. You know, you were saying you don't like, like, I don't mind lukewarm, but not when the first sip, when it's supposed to be hot. Yeah, I gotta be hot. See, I always have to put my, my milk or my cream or whatever I'm doing in the microwave and heat it up first. And then I put my coffee into it that. because otherwise if it comes from the fridge, it just cools down your coffee and you're Shaking stuck already at warm. Yeah. Already at warm. So you got to chug it. I like it. I want to burn my throat. You know, that's how I want my coffee. I want to hot. Damn. Shoot. Anyway, today we talking about what generational curses. Yeah. As it <laughs> pertains. Well, I mean, I feel like we could do multi- multiple episodes, but I think this one, as it pertains to women, Mm-hmm. I think you hear a lot about generational trauma and a lot of stuff with regard to race, right? And a lot yeah. of people talking about therapy and doing the work to to undo whatever their parents had done. But there's, I mean, yeah, I think it, it applies to women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, we talked about this in the code. Was it the codependency episode or something? How we were saying how like people pleasing behaviors and women have mm. to you know, that toxic, kinda, toxic. Yeah, that to- and even I was chatting with someone who said women often lose themselves in relationships. And it's not just, you know, romantic relationships, it's friendships, it's uh, relationships with raising children and all these things. And it's like, how is it determined that women are the one to just say, all right, I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to take it, take it for the team. I'm going to take it for the team. Take, <laughs> take it for the on. team. Who's the team though? <laughs> Humanity. <laughs> yeah. They kind of shrink themselves uh, mm-hmm. to uplift others. I think that's a role of, of, of women. Um, that sucks. You know, raising up kids, raising up your man, you know, mm-hmm. promoting that. Raising up everybody else. And if you raise yeah. up yourself, then, oh, you cocky. Are you full of yourself? Right. Or you don't know your place. You're undesirable because you're not like, stay, staying in your role. This kind of makes me more interested in learning about the Salem witch trials. Mm. You know, was it just I don't know a, a lot about it. 
Yeah, thing. probably just outspoken women, like current right? women. <laughs> and they over here like, drowning them and burning them and stuff. Right? Ooh, terrible. For fun. But that, I mean, that's, if you want to talk about trauma, I wonder what mm. they're, if they had descendants, who knows? <laughs> like they may, yeah. you know. But um, I think all of this started with a, um, a TED Talk. Tracy Ellis Ross mm. did a TED Talk talking about a, a 60-year-old actress friend of hers that was at the post office and got physically moved out of the way because a man needed to get something to something that she right. was in the way of and how I was jealous evoked, of low-key <laughs> like please touch <laughs> and no but how it evoked a fury in her and she said she wasn't yeah. annoyed she wasn't like frustrated she was just like an anger a rage mm-hmm. this man moved me he didn't assault me he didn't mm-hmm. hurt me he just moved dismissed violated ba- boundaries yeah, yeah. humanity um and it's I mean, I've, I've spoken about it before of just the way men, especially cishet white men move through the world is as if mm-hmm. it's their world and you are in the way. Yes. And to be on the receiving end of that, I think as a woman, well, I mean, race aside, cause that's a whole other can of some stuff, mm-hmm. but as a woman, a black woman, a white woman, any woman to be shown that by someone who's probably physically larger than you get out of my way. I will physically move, move. you out of my way. You are, you are taking up my space when all you um, had to do was say excuse me yeah but but you're not you're not worthy of that mm-hmm. why should I even have to to kind of uh show show deference or some kind of uh basic manner <laughs> manners to say excuse me when I could just move you and mm-hmm. it probably didn't even dawn on you that just get out of my way yes mm-hmm. move just like you would move a you know an inanimate object just move yeah. move it out of the way no um, home training but that rage um I was tossing back ideas with you this morning when my janky phone wasn't working, but just the idea <laughs> that the generational part that I guess it's called transgenerational trauma is something along the lines. I mean, just from history tells a little girl to be careful, tells a mm-hmm. teenage girl, watch out when you're walking and no one has to explicitly say anything to you. It's not like we get a talk. Sometimes you, yeah. do, maybe you do, but there is a feeling almost predator prey like yes. that lets you know in your DNA, I have to protect myself in this situation. Mm-hmm. I have to cross I was the told, street, get away from these men. Yeah. Even at home. Like I was told I couldn't wear, uh, I used to wear walking around with nightgowns all the time. Yeah. Ooh, and I miss nightgown days. They, yeah. <laughs> then they became a point where my mom was like, you can't be walking around with nightgowns. Wear shorts like or that. pants. And I'm just like, what the, like, I didn't, I I mean, I didn't understand it. And I had to like guess and figure it out. Like it was some sexual like thing. Like, what is it? It's like, everybody gonna get turned on seeing some (laughs) kid bouncing around. Nine-year-old. Right. Like it didn't make sense. You want to hear the messed up part is I tell my daughter that at Uh, a certain point, she had to start wearing sweatpants or mm -hmm. shorts. She always wears shorts under a dress. I I always was lightness. I was always told if you're going to wear a dress, you wear shorts and mm-hmm. you cross your legs at the ankle, you keep your legs together. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of it as being ladylike, but never thought mm-hmm. of it as you don't want to tempt them nasty men, or you don't want to like, I never really thought about why I'm, I'm instructing her to do that. That's how I was instructed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just how you carry yourself. And yeah. I wonder what that is. And that, I mean, that's a common thing. Women cross your, like, keep your knees together in a dress, blah, 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 whatever. Well, that makes sense. You don't want your cootie out. But Why? <laughs> who's looking at your cootie everybody <laughs> but if, you fi- if you're five you know oh, that's like true. It. well that's sick that's who's the looking? sick that's why we have laws though and it's it, it's kind of scary Ooh, it's like are we laws. are people programmed like are we just animals where people are programmed because it was not long ago 
I know I have family members who were married like at 14, 15. Wow. It wasn't long ago where you could do that. So. And biologically, that's probably yeah. where you're supposed to be, right? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, before we started period, living this long. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You can have kids and stuff. So your body is set up. I mean, it's, it's confusing because your body is set up for you to procreate. Your brain is not. Your body your brain is. brain is definitely right. Not. <laughs> but I wonder that as a mother, is this a trauma response? I mean, because I think, okay, I think you'll be hard pressed. I'm just, I don't have a statistic to find a woman out there who hasn't experienced some sort of sexual assault or aggression or something. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's my personal experiences that I've had or my mother's or my mother's mother's or whatever that is causing me to be so protective of my, I mean, I'm protective of all my children, but of my mm-hmm. daughter in the way that she presents herself to the world. And I hate that because I don't want to stifle her from being a young woman. She's not even there. She's nine. Okay. She's, she's a girl, but like to becoming an emerging individual and, and to stifle that because of whatever this transgenerational trauma is about Mm. protecting your femininity, protecting your body and your personhood. Um, I, I I wonder where that's coming from in me, if it's just how I was trained up or if it's something. Because we live in a minimalistic, maybe it's both. I mean, because this woman, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is saying, I mean, this woman was furious. It was an anger. Mm. And I wonder where that comes from. Um, I wonder where that comes from. I mean, is it just, just years on years and generations on generations of just, I'm tired of this bullshit. Like what, you know? Yeah. Or or keeping yourself silent so long and letting people leave like, like microaggressions. So Mm -hmm. maybe somebody didn't physically pick up your whole body and move you, but they didn't give you space on the sidewalk. They cut in front of you in line. They close the door in your face. All of these little Ooh, things I add up. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like all these things add up and she she might've just popped off at that point. But it's it's also the, the fact that you historically have not been able to pop off. Mm-hmm. You've had to choke it down, smile and polite and say, oh, excuse me, as if you were in the way, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you need We'd something We'd always here? have to, yep. That, that, that different, you know, oh, you, you, you get that. I'm just, let me get out of your way. Pardon me, yeah. you know? And I, and I wonder at what point that's like harmful to have to keep doing that, keep shrinking yourself down, keep um, placing somebody else's needs or desires above your own. Oh, you need this box over here. And I must've been in the way. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And you I know? see it a lot of with black women. So I, mm-hmm. I feel bad because it's like, as much as I want to help people, I kind of step back. Like I'll see somebody struggling with something and part of me wants to help, but I'm like, Oh, it's always the black woman helping. Like I remember it, one is, time, though. it really is one time I was on the plane and this lady was getting, it wasn't even an older lady. She's probably my age or like a little older. And she was trying to get something off out of the, the thing and men were standing around. Everybody was, nobody helped her. And it's like, I, I could feel it. Like, I was like, no, don't do it. And another black lady came and helped. And I'm just like, we stay helping everybody. So helpful. <laughs> like, damn, but the thing is, it's, it's the answer to stop. I mean, we talked about this with regard to voting. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, do we stop doing the work? Do we stop being kind people? Helpful, <laughs> you know, good people or, just you know, um, good people. Yeah. But I mean, this is where the, the race part ties into it, you know, because I feel like people stay trying to help a, a, a white woman. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's, or, or an elderly woman. Usually if you're older, that gives you some kind of, we have to protect you and take care. Mm-hmm. Something, something comes up in men that, oh, we have to take care of you and protect you. Yeah. But if you fall outside of that class of women that needs protection, you're not worried. You don't get any help. Mm-hmm. If anything, you got a target on you. So that's an interesting, like the intersectionality of it. But just as women though, there's a lot, I think, because we were talking, women are more likely than men. I think this is just like an agreed upon thing too. I don't have the statistics in front of me. I read it this morning. More likely Mm. than men to experience sexual assault. I think that that is a type of assault or violation that puts women in a very unique position. I know it happens to men and to boys as well, but I think that it disproportionately happens to women. Yes. Um, Even the way the body is set up. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, the actual physical parts of it, but also just the strength dynamics Mm -hmm. and the ability to protect yourself. Um, So I think that there's a lot of PTSD in women that men don't experience. And I read something too, there was an article um, about patriarchy. What is it called? PSD. Mm -hmm. So it's (laughs) patriarchy stress disorder. And it's something that can be experienced by men and women. Um, but it's disproportionately, you know, among women, um, mm. it's this professor and, and they talk about just the, the structure, the way it's set up and how, and how it does cause a, a certain amount of stress where women are, um, outpacing men to get college degrees. They are highly educated, mm-hmm. just all the advancements and all the achievements. Yet when it comes mm-hmm. to decision-making power, positions of power, politics, etc., nobody wants to hear their voices. And so mm-hmm. for women, I mean, that is rage inducing. I feel like. I mean, yeah, what did they say? Women are the neck. Oh, the neck control movement. the head. Yes. Yeah. Where was, where was that from? That's from a remember. movie or something. Yeah. Men are the head, men are the head of the household, but the women are the neck. House of cards. Was it any so, which way? Something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that was a, that was a good show till it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, I wonder if, if there's, cause I feel like men listen to our podcast more than women do. How it would feel to be like, I have all these qualifications. I am the perfect person for this job, but nobody will mm-hmm. give it to me. Like, I wonder if. Well, they're starting to feel that because they, like, that's the thing I think with DEI a lot of and stuff. groups. Yeah. A lot of different groups don't understand opening the door, opening the playing field isn't taking away from you. It's opening you up to competition. So you need to step up your game, but it isn't taking away from you. And I think more no. people see it like, oh, this is taking away from me because you had a monopoly on everything. Exactly. Now it's been, uh, uh, people are getting opportunity to compete. And now you're like, oh, poor me. It's like, well, dang, like the people didn't even have an opportunity. What's that quote? I think it was RBG who said to people who have never felt inequality or who have benefited from inequality, equality mm-hmm. feels like oppression. It feels like yes, I'm being oppressed yes. when mm-hmm. all it is, is lifting up the oppression of the people that, you know, that you've been standing on mm-hmm. for, for this long. Um, yep. and it's, it's, it's almost, I want to laugh at those people because it's like, really little, like you crying about this. You have well, no you idea about this, but the rest of the world has to experience. You just mm-hmm. get things literally men. You just get mm-hmm. things, white men, you get things, white women, you get things. But men, particularly yeah. in the context of this episode, you get things or mm. you don't have to get things. Or you don't you have to deal up. with things. Yeah. Right. So now that you're- You get that credit. Of, that yes. credit. So now that you have to actually put forth a little more effort, maybe, or you see mm. other people, you know, actually being acknowledged for their skill set, their education, et cetera, 
it feels mm-hmm. like somebody somebody's hurting who hurts you like yeah. who's hurting you the nepotism the cronyism and all these things and everybody else has to jump through hoops that generational wealth yep. that people don't want to acknowledge where do you think that money came from mm-hmm. so hmm reparations ain't that some shit I said, ain't that some shit? Oh, ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Goddamn. I think it's great that we now have an understanding of the generational trauma held with women. And then, especially for me, thinking about being held within Black women. But now that we know this, where do we find solutions? How do we fix this? How do we stop these patterns from repeating themselves? That's the big question. But it it was funny that you mentioned like (laughs) the power, like what is the power of privilege? Because a lot of times women will have to, like we saw in the elections again, I think it Mm. was married women voted more for Republican at a time when people thought, oh, well, certain rights of women are being taken away. So maybe women will show up and vote in a way to protect their uh, bodily autonomy or something. But uh, what really happened is more women went to white women went right. And so it comes up is like, what do you, what's the benefit of that? Are you voting against yourself? Well, maybe you're voting against a part of yourself, but the privilege of being white is greater than whatever being a woman. Cause that's not a really a privilege. That's the, uh, what do you call that? Something negative. I mean, like, <laughs> That's that's interesting because I I don't know I don't know the guy's name from Fox News but he was going on a rant I'm sure you've seen the clip where he was talking about like men you got to go out there and marry these women because married oh yeah vote vote Republican (laughs) and single women you know are more likely to vote Democrat and it's I, I I don't know why people are trying to find a link like being married doesn't automatically make you conservative and I remember Mm -hmm. when I first started and I've heard this before you got the safety you're reaping the benefits of men yeah but not all married women are doing that like that's a very antiquated way of thinking I mean if you are a stay-at-home wife et cetera et cetera maybe but if you households don't look like the traditional 50s households anymore so I mean I don't know I mean I, mean, I don't know if what you're the, pulling your own weight you've got a job they got a job everybody you yeah. know so I think there's more but to even it if the man the, the still on has a job he's probably earning more as well because they yeah. still I mean I don't know that they doesn't say the make it make sense though but like so what do people's marriage look like when they're like, I have to vote the way my husband thinks? Like, what But that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's what they're, I think they're just reaping the benefits. They're not even thinking like, that's that's what they think. That's what they want. Or they went, they went from their daddy to their husband kind of mm-hmm. thing. And they're just staying under that protection. Protecting the family, the, the legacy. I don't know. Like, hmm. But one of, the, one of the things, I mean, this is not nothing to do with um, gender or like, uh, women's issues or whatever but I remember Mm -hmm. when I first started dating my husband he comes from a Republican family and Mm -hmm. I've heard this before but it was said to me oh you're a Democrat well you're young you'll you'll learn like when you get older you'll learn Hmm. and it's it's kind of that saying that you know everybody's liberal when they're younger as you get older you get more conservative more Republican-ish leaning um and maybe that's part of it maybe these women are older these married women tend to be probably older they're not young so maybe yeah. these aren't their interests. They don't care about abortion because they're menopausal. They don't have the need for that right. I was going to say, I was listening to the radio and there are married women <clears throat> getting abortion. So that's yeah, a concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
married women. Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy too. There's a lot of people who are like, uh, I don't think abortion's right, but they get in their abortions. Yeah. And they're just not talking about it. That so, shame thing, that fake yep. facade thing. Everybody, let's put, put them a facade and do what we're supposed to do so we're not embarrassed. And maybe that's what that is. That's what they're doing because- That's something that women in particular have, have had to do mm-hmm. uh, for that protection. You talked about marriage. I mean, there is a protection from being married. Like historically, if you think about it, you couldn't have a credit card. You couldn't own a home. You couldn't buy a car. You couldn't do any of those things because mm-hmm. you were you fell under your husband so you had a lot of women had to get married in order to have the life that they desired to get to be able to live in a house to be able to have children you know all those types of things like what was in the, the 50s or 60s yeah. I mean, it wasn't until the 70s that you could get like a credit card or something or buy a home or something ridiculous mm-hmm. so maybe this is part of the generational situation is for a long time survival was to shrink yourself was to um uh, subvert I don't know your your needs whatever to you know be under your husband or be under a man period physically you know monetarily everything under a man um, that's a survival skill yeah and so I think we're in a unique time though where that's not required anymore and I think that maybe that's why you're getting a lot of this incel bullshit and this mm-hmm. fighting and this whatever between men that and women. lady shaming let me stop yeah all of it because it's like you supposed to need me mm-hmm. uh but if you don't like like what are men supposed to do when they are not needed anymore literally you, women do not need men mm-hmm. women can procreate uh, they, they go on murder sprees that's why they kill it like if all the men were wiped out right now the human race would continue they're a pregnant woman right now we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. If all the women were to, to disappear, the race would die. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's almost like a, uh, a coming into your path, like, Hey, wait a minute. You don't get to just move me around. Mm-hmm. You need me. You need me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know who my worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I know who I am. <laughs> In the words of Mo, <laughs> I know who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I think women have always known that. It just took some brave like, women probably to be, to be able to just start saying it. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've always seen women as powerful figures and they run homes and run families in a way, maybe it, it, it wasn't the way a man rules, but it's like the wisdom, the knowledge, the comfort, all those things were leadership. And so I don't know. I feel like in the, but up until what the seventies or eighties, it was legal for men to beat women. Mm. uh you know so probably still on the books in some places because you know how they don't write their laws yeah and so it's just interesting because yeah now that we're going away from survival skill like marriage being almost a survival skill for the family and for a woman's livelihood Mm -hmm. she couldn't get she couldn't get a divorce she couldn't do a lot of things or you had to have a certain socioeconomic level and I was thinking about that because I was watching this this conservative woman's uh TikTok I'll send it to you but she was kind of like she was playing two characters one from the 50s and one from today and she's like Mm -hmm. oh well you don't have to cook anymore yeah you're just eating junk food and oh um you don't have to work at home anymore you can go work and be exhausted you know it's just like Mm -hmm. like all the negative oh and you'll be home alone with cats and all this stuff and then not the cats. Why they always got right, the cats? It's it. a conservative thing. I've been really going hard on the cats lately. <laughs> but uh <laughs> it it was interesting because it's like, yeah, that's 
I was rocking with it at first. I was like, yeah, man. And I was like, wait a minute though. <laughs> she probably didn't have a, a rights, like uh, allowed to leave. Like she had to do with her. I don't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I am kind of submissive though. So I don't know, but I can't imagine like the man bossing me around like that. Ooh, your nails are fire. Yes. <laughs> oh, they, they, <laughs> oh, <are> <laughs> oh. Um, but I'm like, I can't imagine that. That would be like, I'm not your child. <laughs> like I always say, I wish your MF would. I wish your MF would. That's why we have the Lifetime channel. Why does everybody like looking at that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, some ladies has gone crazy. She tried to be this poly purebred and it's like, oh. We're not meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Not meant to do that. I don't feel, I mean. What are we meant to do? Whatever we what we feel like doing. Like mm-hmm. some women can, can, you're okay doing that. Like, I mean, I can speak and I feel like this is like an issue, one of my issues or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, I've found myself as a stay at home mom somehow that was not ever my plan ever. I mean, it, I know I've joked about it. Like, Oh, give me an allowance and let me, I know I'm home. like, we used to right? joke about that. I but was like, I mean, manifested. why would I go to loss? Why would I do these things? If that's all I wanted to do to I meet the man, <laughs> but I mean, I could have done, but that wasn't the intent. I know. Um, I have a, a pretty smart brain. I'd like to think, and I think I'm capable of things. I Very. like making my own money. I like putting on, you know, whatever and going out into the world and, and proving myself. And I don't know if that's a codependent thing or whatever, but I yeah, feel like, proven, damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, you work hard for something. People going to see what I've done, what I'm capable of. You know, I'm not just going to sit here in a corner somewhere being smart. Like there's contributions that you can make to world, to the world society, et cetera, whatever. Um, and so I think for me, it is about doing whatever it is you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what it is. If you want to stay home and, and do the, bake the bread and do the things, which is what I'm currently doing. Good. For me, that's not satisfying enough. At some mm-hmm. point, it's got to be more. I got to go out and go do something, whatever. Um, and I think is it anxiety? Of, like, is it um, social anxiety? That's keeping me from doing that? Yeah. I think it's mom guilt. I mean, once the littlest mm. one's in school, what do I have to be at home for? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Then, so, yeah, you'll see. Then so you'll now, be like, you know, so I'm trying to get him out. So he's, he's going to go, to, he's going to start in January. Um, so I can kind of dip my toes into the whatever's out there. Um, but I think, I mean, I think women, if, if whatever you want to do, you should, that's, isn't that the, the crux of, of feminism? It's, it's your choice, right? Whatever you want to do. You want to stay home? What is, honestly, stuff? I don't really do know that. what feminism is. I don't know. I don't even know that I call myself a feminist. I don't even yeah, know. I'm not a feminist. I'm like, a human. Just do. Just do. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. Just do. Everybody do and leave everybody alone. Like whatever Period. you got to do what we for all, you. That's the theme. Like, like, like I don't know if that's a humanist. <laughs> what is it? What would that be? Just do. Just, just. And, and you know what, I feel very much like, but do for some kind of, I, I mean, this sounds weird, some kind of greater purpose, because I feel like these men are just doing, but it's at an expense, yeah. right? Like, what are you doing as a, and, and this is part of that divine feminine, the collective, what are we doing to lift everybody up, to be part of this interactive, interdependent thing that we have? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about now. But that TikTok, that Tracy Ellis Ross TED Talk got me. I know. Loki, I was like, oh, is somebody would. I love her. Take me up. But I mean, have you ever experienced that? I've experienced that before where maybe they've said, excuse me, but also simultaneously putting their hands on you. Like I've had someone, oh, excuse me. And kind of move me aside as they say, excuse me, as Mm -mm. if that makes it better. Um, I don't like being touched. 
you know, I don't, I've I don't actually, like being touched. I've touched someone and they screamed. Like, I didn't mean to. We were in a crowded, like a parade. I don't remember what it was. Some festival or something. And you I always was just had a parade to, or something. I was you know trying that? to get through. So I was like, I was, you know how you like, people keep cutting. And so I was like, that I don't want anybody sense. to yeah. Cut. So I was like, had my hand on their back and, and this girl tripped out. She was like, don't touch me. I'm like, damn, well, you don't, don't know, you don't know bad what people, happened to her. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There's the generational trauma, regular yep. trauma. You could tell something You never know. But that makes sense. So when you're in a crowd, I mean, you're mm. gonna, you have to create your space. You have to, yeah. to do that. But just like, I've been like, yeah, in places. And I've had white women do that to me too. Just, excuse me. And, and, and it's not like a bitch get out the way, you know, move. <laughs> you know moving yeah. me like violently or anything but it's just like you put your hand I, I don't like being touched I just like mm-hmm. if I don't know oh, you I don't love I mean me. I don't know I don't like being touched especially if you're part, coming from behind me I don't like that like if I don't oh, know I love you it when and you you're touch behind me like that <laughs> oh a stranger uh-uh I'm good <laughs> I'm very um and I don't know if it's an HR thing or it's a it's a me thing it's a whatever thing but just I'm very wary of when I touch someone who I've not had physical interaction yeah. with before it makes sense um, I had I just, very rigid boundaries back but then when I moved to California y'all all hugging everybody like I never did that and you're and from so the south did, what yeah we don't touch like that you might shake hands or something I was never touchy like that so it was so weird to me to be hugging people I I hug people and then I went um, way <laughs> like to, you're like everybody rub it on everybody <laughs> rubbing people like I'm just very touchy I noticed that I punch people like it's just like Ooh. I probably punch you you know it's just like a yeah not, you yeah know I mean it's not like it's like a like a joke heavy-handed like, hey, yeah yeah uh-huh. and so I don't even think about it but uh, I've met some people since and I don't know what trauma they've been through so it, it makes me more mindful and, it, and sometimes mm. like the other day I accidentally touched my friend on the leg and I was like oh I'm sorry um because she was like hey no because she's got real like don't touch me and oh, like, boundaries, I don't know what, yeah yeah what she'd been through um but she was like oh you know you know she didn't freak out and I was like thank god but, but you guys are also you guys are also comfortable with each other that that changes mm-hmm. too is the comfort level that you may have like if a stranger's t- like to me it's if you're a stranger I hate that. Do that but yeah I don't, like that. I don't know see I, I get torn I think we talked about this in the context of hair how this lady came this white lady mm. came up and rubbed my head but it felt so good and I feel like that's how it is too with these because like sometimes yeah I've had guys definitely come up to me and grab me and stuff Ooh. and I'd be mad but also I'm like damn I feel good this is- <laughs> we need to work through some of this there's something we need to talk through this a little more <laughs> this is a lack of human contact that's all that's that not is. good that's not good because like, then you're taking con- contact that's not positive wanted yeah and 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 you're assigning like a positive feeling to it or or experiencing a positive feeling from it so that's kind of I mean, it, yeah, it feels good problematic it's just the know. touch you know they said a human's supposed to be touched like 75 times a day yeah but zero times a day so <laughs> I don't know like, who's doing that I mean I guess moms get that yeah you don't think about it like count tomorrow count. but you may but you may get too much of it and I think they have that they have it like you're touched out that's like a mm-hmm. phenomenon oh you mentioned that I think where their husband wants to get it at the end of the day and like their kid's been crawling all over them all effing day mm-hmm. and you're like nobody can touch me leave me alone like could you imagine the opposite though like not having your body to yourself ever and so it's weird, the extremes can, of like, like, I will take any touch. I ain't taking versus, any touch. Ver- well, I mean, but I will take it, you know, 
somebody mm. t- moving me out of the way at the post office yeah versus please do not touch me husband even though I want to be touched by you I cannot see I, yeah I, I can't even under like comprehend that because I don't know what that is even like like literally somebody on your in your nipple your titty all day this you know all all over just all over I feel like at day. my age I'd just be making up the time so it would never add up I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have time to get tired of it because then I'd be dead I'd be like all right you're done but that's again that's you know, femininity, uh, womanhood, like just also your bodies, like being able to claim your body as your own mm-hmm. when you have children or you have random men moving you aside, like you don't get to, you don't get to help yourself to my body. Yeah. Unless I say and so. Plus it's like at this, at this age and stuff for me, I think more, you know, I think about doulas. I think about au pair. Mm. I think about uh surrogate, like I got <laughs> options, you know? <laughs> But, and that's the, the, the shit about the patriarchal society, the setup, whatever is you can have those things now, but there is a judgment attached to it until we can strip that away. Like, um, God, who was it? Is it, it's uh, Katy Perry. There was this article going around about her. She has a baby and she says, even if I have to work till 11 o'clock, we're doing breakfast at six every morning. I'm, I'm going to be there with my baby. And um, people are like, why are we celebrating this? Because I guess she was getting the shakes. She was so sleep deprived, right? Which mm-hmm. is something that happens as a, as a mom, as a parent, you're sleep deprived. Um, and people are like, good. I'm on be- track then. But, but they were like, we shouldn't be celebrating this. Like we shouldn't, if she can afford, because she doesn't want to get a nanny or whatever. Um, and it's almost weird because if she got a nanny, they'd be like, this, this bee doesn't hang out with her kids. She doesn't take care of her babies, but she doesn't. And have why do they care? She's... Raise your own kids. Exactly. Everybody's up in everybody else's business, but it's like, no matter what you do, there is a, a value attached to it. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. stay at home. Okay. Well, you don't care about yourself. Oh, you don't stay at home and you work. Well, you don't care about your kids. Like just let, I mean, come on. Let people How live. are we supposed to win? How are we supposed to like but what, feel why good? Is there, I guess, see, that comes the codependency. Like The win means feel good. That's what I mean. How are we hmm. supposed to feel good in life? How, feel women good. are always lose. Well, I mean, but when people are always like, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Live for yourself. Um, What's making you Yeah, happy? I mean, at some at some point you have to. That, that's, that's, you're absolutely right. But um, it's real hard when everybody's trying to shove their opinions in your face. I mean, I'm, I'm, disappointed everyone I'm not married I don't have any kids who, who have you disappointed and, <laughs> well that's what I'm saying like in society the traditional space, you know yeah the traditional yeah. but it's like these are my own terms I could yes I could have settled for something that I deserve more than and I could have been which suffering most women do yeah I could historically have done um because yeah. I was from Texas you know like that's what that's what you do and it's like sometimes married, I, yeah. I wonder like dang, I could have made it, maybe had the best of both worlds because I would have had maybe an 18-year-old, 20-year-old now, could have gotten a divorce and be living free. And be- <laughs> Shoot, living out here traveling. So you know, it's just like, you know, like I watched that show um, from scratch and it was really beautiful. We should talk about I've it. I've seen it was that. Really I-, I need to watch it then because you keep talking yeah, I didn't about want it. To watch like, it. I- yeah because I was really like I was didn't like the ads I was like who are these fine people they keep trying to do some romp black under the like swirl under the Tuscan sun blah 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 and they kept advertising then my friends kept messaging me about it and I was like okay let me I gotta watch. watch it scratch and so from scratch or scratch yeah from scratch it's a, it's a Netflix series and I I started watching it and I was like whoa this was not what I expected and I was actually upset at some parts it was very realistic I thought like a realistic story 
but there were some parts I was upset and it's like, why does that triggering me? Like, why is that making me upset? Because of the gender roles that we've Ooh, been We'll do an episode to. on it. I'll watch. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Hey, but yeah, I don't know. Bringing it full circle though. Women, generational trauma. It's not just a race thing. It, it can happen. I mean, it happens period. Any trauma. Was it that color purple? Kind of one of the themes of color purple was like generational trauma of women. Is it? That's that's gonna. I ha- I'd have to watch it again too to break it down. But it's. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going a, on in that movie. A lot. A lot. Yeah. I actually can't watch it anymore. I tried because I, I wanted to kind of analyze it. Too hard. It's just yeah, it's too much. I'm sick of the black, yeah. black trauma. And you know what? That's another thing. I think I I texted about this too. But it's just there's a point where you got to like. We know what's going on in the world. And there's a point mm-hmm. where you have to protect your peace. You can't keep looking at the same content. That's mm-hmm. why I had to stop watching the news for a minute. It was like a year or so where I just stopped watching all cable news, all regular. I didn't want to know. I don't want to yeah. know. I don't want to hear what people are saying. What, you know, I unfollowed it's, that it's, page. It's all negative. It's yeah. all, and you can't keep, it's addicting to watch. Oh, what's going on now? Let me get mad about I don't this. Like Let watching me get you. It. It's like right. automatic. But you do. Right. But you do like, it's just, if it, and then I'm up, sharing it, then it shows more because yeah. then I get pissed and I'm sharing it. So then I'm like, <clears> you yep. know what? Delete, unfollow. That way it's I mean, not on my That's stuff. one way to kind of maybe take a step towards eliminating that kind of a trauma is to get out from under all of it, mm-hmm. stop watching it and, and living in it. And, um, that's hard to do social media, especially when things are curated according to your whatever's. I wonder who's showing us this stuff. Like, I wonder right? like, why. Why am I seeing? Because I met people and they don't see the people I associate with. We keep sending each other the same stuff. It's always like, oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yep. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Then I'll go to a party and talk, and they're like, I never heard of that before. And I'm like, wow. How do I get in your algo? (laughs) Yeah. Like, start sending me stuff. You know. (laughs) I want to see the the cute kittens and all that. Whoever those people are. Actually, I I know. Mine is like people getting beaten and then cute kittens. (laughs) (laughs) I got weird stuff in mine. I don't know. But, but yeah, generational stuff, I guess, as long as we're doing the work, it's good. Yeah. work. And I think like people like you, like you're doing the work, you're making it where your daughter's going to have a better life and be more confident. She still got to wear shorts under her dress though, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's just hygiene (laughs) and everything. That's tomboy too. We're tomboys (laughs) like that. But anyways. All All right, right, girl. Love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Girls Shooting the Shit with M and Mo. Please enjoy this mindful moment. Each time a woman stands up for herself, without knowing it, possibly, without claiming it, she stands up for all women. Thank you.